Welcome to episode 11 of the Ilkley Lockdown podcast. I'm Ian Smith. In each episode, I'll be talking to a different person from in or around Ilkley, asking them about how the COVID-19 crisis has changed the world for them and finding out how they're dealing with the challenges it has brought. In this episode, I talk to Ruth Richards, who manages the Clark Foley Community Centre in Ilkley. She shares what she's most looking forward to when Clark Foley reopens, and we wonder together whether we should rename the podcast. Enough from me, here's Ruth. So Ruth, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I always start off with a pair of the most basic questions, just for the benefit of the listening audience. Who are you and what do you do? I am Ruth Richards and I have the privilege of managing Clark Foley here in Ilkley. So since we've been locked down, I guess Clark Foley has been been closed. So how have things been different for you during that period? Oh gosh, yes, we closed. The day we closed was um, a Tuesday. We had one of our lunch clubs. So we have lunch clubs for over 70s on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I remember having to set up the tables differently to social distance. And when people left here, we couldn't have a hug. And we have many old people here who are very tactile at Clark Foley and it was so sad. And when I said goodbye to them, I kind of knew I wouldn't see them for a while. Yeah. So it's been... It's been incredibly sad in some ways not to be able to see these people and to be able to connect with them. And people who use Clark Foley mostly come in every day. So it's, it's a huge, we call it a huge dysfunctional family. <laughs> so it's changed because we've really missed those people. We've been into the building once a week to check on it and it, it just feels empty. So a few of us have been working from home and, and it's been a huge challenge because even though the building is closed, we are a charity, we have a limited company, mm. we still have to do stuff. So I've still been busy, but I had a, a, a real grumpy phase at home for about two weeks, <laughs> not long after lockdown began. And yeah. I think it's because I was actually on my own and the frustration of not being able to do everything I wanted to do for Clark Foley. So it's been, it's been up and down like everyone else. It's been a roller coaster. But we are back working in the building as of yesterday. We're not open to the public, but we have come back to work now. So that's brought up a whole different set of emotions. So being on lockdown brings one set of emotional and mm. issues to deal with and work issues to deal with. But now coming back into the building, it's, um, it's what I call the social distance dance. <laughs> you know, which way are you moving? I'll go the opposite direction. And, oh, I'm too close to you. I need to move further back. So it's just another set of emotions, I think, to deal with at the moment. Yes, I seem to have done that quite a lot of times on narrow footpaths on on the moor. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So have you been making use of um, Zoom like this or other technologies to kind of keep connected to people? Absolutely. It's mainly been Zoom. Um, So Clark Foley as a charity has a board of directors. And um, because obviously we've been in crisis, we've had no income. We've been having board meetings more or less every week and we have done all that by Zoom. And we have uh, an older board member who is in her 80s. And actually, one of the joys has been, she, you know, is, is that she's been able to do that. Mm. You know, it's something that she was concerned about, but with help from her daughter and granddaughter and, and from us, she's done it. So we've got all generations now using it. And I think there's a lot of older people out there who think, oh, I can't do this. And actually, you're only limited by whether you think you can do it or you can't do it. And, I think one of the things I've learned working at Cartfolio is age isn't really a barrier. You know, Mm. if you think you can still do something, it doesn't matter. It might take you twice as long as it used to. You can still do it. 
So Zoom's our main technology, and thank goodness for email and Dropbox and cloud and, and things where we can share documents still. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think when you sort of look back and read about the Spanish flu in 1918 or whenever it was, you sort of think, how did they cope without the stuff that we have? Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, we've had briefings every day through television. I think I think every form of media is in use at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Older people not using technology as much as perhaps younger generations. And I'm kind of in that middle generation bit between old and young at the moment. And you know, I can reasonably use some new technology, but not like the young people being able to keep up with it. So I think there's, you know, lots of people being using it for um, like quizzes, staying connected with families. I know my family do a family quiz night on mm. Saturday through Zoom. Um, we've also done some Zoom calls with our volunteers where we've had like a virtual coffee morning. So hello to people, find out how they are. So you're right, you know, if we didn't have that, we would have missed so much. I think that's a reasonably common experience, isn't it? Yeah. And it's it's wonderful that it has been possible to sort of keep connected in that way over the lockdown period, even though it's it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. So over this period, what would you say was the biggest learning that you've been able to do? What has the situation taught you? The biggest thing for me has been doing things in short bursts. Um, so I know this sounds really strange, but when you're working from home, you know, and, and you're normally contracted to work a six-hour day or whatever, you can't sit for six hours, especially with people who've got kids and other people in the house. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I've learned is if I do little and often, I'm much more productive. Um, and you don't get to find that out in the workplace. No. And especially at Clark Foley when, you know, we are fully operational, it's so busy. We can have 200, 300 people going through the centre in any one day. Wow. We've got things going on all the time. So it was kind of like falling off a cliff work-wise from being so incredibly busy to being at home and still being busy and having things to do. But I think I learned to recognise what busy really means. You know, you can be busy doing nothing or you can be productive. And I think doing things in short bursts, having as many breaks as you possibly can actually refreshes me. And I think we've been fortunate in lockdown, haven't we, that the weather's been good. Yeah. So I've been able to go sit in the garden, have a drink. And, and I think being outside replenishes me. And what I've learned is, you know, I do need to take breaks during the day now that we're back in the building. Mm. Go outside, have that fresh air, clear my head and come back. Yeah. And we have such a great outside here as well, don't we? So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But even if it's just a walk around the block, even if it's not going very far, I think it's just... It's just the change of the work environment and then coming back clears the heads. And I think I really hope that for most of us, when we go back to whatever the new normal of work is, that we do find better ways of working, because I think that will help all of us. I think this idea of you've got to be you've got to be visible, you know, so I have a HR background and it was, it was something called presenteeism, being the opposite of absenteeism and yeah. people are there at work, but just because you're at work doesn't mean you're connected or you're actually being productive. And I think what I've learned is at the times when I'm just busy pushing papers around and not being productive, that's the time to take a break, clear the head and then come back and get on with it again. Yeah, absolutely. So there's obviously been a tremendous amount of change You've talked a bit there in terms of working practices you'd like to continue afterwards. But if you look at the the changes that have happened broadly over the, the past months, what would you like to see continue? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I, think, I think there has been a lot of compassion and kindness shown 
over the period of lockdown mm. at a time when there's lots of things going in the world and obviously this health crisis is very challenging I think there's lots of people who have done amazing things like you doing this podcast Ian it's it's reaching people who may benefit from hearing what someone has to say mm. um, and I'm not saying you should <laughs> but you know I think things like this should continue I think for me it's about the compassion and the kindness that people have shown and how the community has rallied around. So the, the response group that came together to support people, there's so many great things like Ilkley Good Neighbours who have been supporting the older people in the community. And, and I think when there's so much going on, um, I would love us to remember the compassion and kindness we've all shown to one another and, and just to embrace that a lot more. That sounds really Pollyanna, doesn't it? But it's, I think we have treated everyone differently. You know, when, when we've been concerned about people, we've said, how are you? And we really want to know the answer instead of it just being a throwaway comment of, oh, hey, how are you doing? It's, how are you feeling today? What, what kind of day are you having? You know, yeah. and actually that allows people to talk. So I'd, I'd love to see us continue doing that. It's almost as though people have been forced to slow down a bit. And in some sense, that's, that's made them connect with each other more in some way I don't know that's a bit of a half-baked theory but <laughs> no I, I I think I completely buy into that theory of yours Ian I think we've had to slow down because we've not been able to do all the usual things you know you can't just rush into the supermarket anymore get your bits and run out you know you have to queue you have to wait you have to do it in an appropriate way and it, it, it's almost like having a pause button isn't it and I think probably a lot of people during lockdown have been rethinking their lives and you know am I in the right place is is this the right thing that I'm doing and I wouldn't be surprised if you know coming out of this there is people who start to think about changing the careers or changing the way they live because there's some things that they just don't want to let go of now yeah yeah there's a friend of mine from my online book club <laughs> who posted on LinkedIn that uh, she'd heard someone calling the lockdown the pause which was sounded like a more positive way of thinking about it I quite like that yeah yeah, and I, I rarely use the word lockdown. I'm, lose, I'm, I'm using it here because I know that's how people are referring to it, but I've refused to say the word virus. I've refused <laughs> to say COVID-19 coronavirus. I, I just keep, I either say, if I have to say anything, I've said the health crisis, or I just refer, I generally refer to this period now as spring 2020. <laughs> for all the risk assessments I've had to do here at Clark Foley and all the things for this period mm. when I was you know my folder that I was saving for all the work and I just called it spring 2020 because I just thought the more I say those things the more it kind of brings connotations up doesn't it so I know it's semantics I trained as a hypnotherapist so the reframe of language and how you use language I just think it's really important so it was just my way to help me stay positive during this period that I'm, I don't want people to look back on this work and say oh, this folder's called coronavirus, it'll just remind you of a terrible time. Whereas though it's in the spring 2020 folder, we know we can find that piece of work. It's not exactly the same connotation. <laughs> no, and words matter. I think that's, that's really clear. So <laughs> I actually really like that. I might have to adopt that myself in some, some form. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's good. So my last question is about the relaxation of, of social distancing and the lockdown, quotes, unquotes. Now, now I'm saying all these things thinking, oh, I should have caught this Ilkley <laughs> Spring 2020. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, now, now that we're looking at the, the relaxation of all of that, 
when you feel okay about going out and doing whatever you want to do and, and everything's open again, what's the first thing you're planning to do? When we can reopen Clark Foley again, the first thing I'd be really looking forward to do is getting the lunch clubs back up and running mm. because the people who come to the lunch clubs, are they're over 70, they live on their own, which have difficulty making their own hot meal. And I can't tell you how much fun those are. So we'll have about between 30 and 40 people who come in on a Tuesday and a Thursday for those. And, you know, you might think, uh, you know, a centre, a building full of older people would be, um, I don't know, people might have a certain idea of what it's like, but you know what? It's just great fun. They're wonderful people. They make me laugh. They make me smile. And they've always got a story. And I'm really looking forward to that because it's such an uplifting thing. On a personal level, I have missed um, my nephews. It's no secret. Everybody knows this. I have two nephews aged 10 and 6 who I see on a regular basis. And I have not seen them in person for the whole of this period because it would just be too hard for me not to be able to hug them. And I don't want to put them in a situation where they come running up to me because I think it's hard for children to understand this. And they hug me and I can't hug them back. And I don't want to give them that psychological damage. So, I, you know, and we have a lot of riffle tumble. We play, we, we do loads of great things together. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to, to kind of releasing my inner child with them again. I think. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. It remains only to thank you so much for agreeing to take part and, and um, being such an interesting guest. Ian, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks again to Ruth for taking part in the podcast and for sharing her experience of the lockdown, I mean of spring 2020. Look in the links for the episode to find more information about some of what we discussed. The next episode will be out later in the week and it will be the last, at least for now. It's pretty time consuming to produce a couple of episodes of a podcast per week, even a short one like this. Connect with us on Facebook or Twitter and share your views on what future this podcast should have, if any. The best way not to miss out on this and any future episodes is to download the Apple or Google podcast app on your phone, search for Ilkley Lockdown and hit the subscribe button. We're on Spotify too, so subscribe to us there if that's more your cup of Earl Grey. Hot. Bye for now.